Good afternoon, audience. Welcome back to another edition of the Restaurant Magic Show. I am the hotness, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sweetly. Yes, and we're just here talking to two lovely gentlemen about what food. We just love eating food. We go around and just we talk to everyone, restaurant owners, food truck owners, caterers, chefs, sous chefs. And so we are here today at the Northside District Restaurant in Chapel Hill, North Carolina with Mike Kroc, he is the head chef, and Brett Stafford, he is the kitchen manager, also the sous chef. And we're just so happy to be here. So welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here. And so I was checking out your um, the website and the menu, and it looks delicious. But um, I don't know, the Northside District, I hadn't heard of it before I ran into Brett. So what is it all about? So that's a pretty good question, actually. Yeah. Um, so... The name itself, Northside District, um, came from the neighborhood. Apparently, there's a school near here called Northside. The person I went into business with, um, basically, the, the program is I do the kitchen and my partner does the bar. Okay. You know, right down the middle. Like, um, So, he actually already owned this building. And it was called Fuse about 10 years ago. Okay. When I first moved here from Brooklyn. And I'm a, a DJ. Hey, now. And this was the first place that I DJed at in North Carolina. So I was actually, my partner's name is Dave. Um, okay. I was one of Dave's customers, um, you know, friends, you know, for, for, for many, many years. And then um, he since sold the place. It was occupied by, I believe, two different other restaurants. And then um, we kind of met back up, teamed up, and, you know, got this place open. And then we, were, we had no name. We had everything but the name. Um, we thought of a few... Not so good names that that, <laughs> that we, we're not gonna go into that we didn't you know could have been Rosemary's Baby. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that movie. Uh, but yeah, I stay away from scary movies. Yeah, fine. not, but yeah, not I know very appetizing. <laughs> no, yeah. district. Yeah, yeah, and it was just that 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 I don't know what they call it a epiphany that moment. Somebody, I think it was maybe Dave. Somebody just said, "How about the Northside District?" And everyone's eyebrows raised, and that's pretty much how we came up with. Uh, with the name and as far as like you know the point of the place um we're just trying to be like a cornerstone in the neighborhood we're open seven days a week we serve food till 2 a.m and that's not something that a lot of places can say you know right. so we don't charge very expensive prices we use um high quality ingredients we make anything from scratch that we can make we make so we care you know and and that's pretty much that's it in a nutshell you know. And that's important. So you were referencing um, the owner, um, Dave Chong, mm -hmm. and I was reading up on you, and you went to the Culinary Institute of America, is that yep. correct? Yep. And you're from Brooklyn, so yeah. you're adding some Brooklyn flavor. Yeah. yeah. And how do you get from DJing to a chef? Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, I basically, um, growing up in Brooklyn in, in the, the 90s, 2000 was a, a time where um, it was easy to go astray, you know, if you weren't hanging with the, with the right bunch. And I wasn't a bad apple, per se, but I wasn't excelling in my classes too well. And, you know, my parents started talking about the military and, you know, you got to get it together, yada, right. yada. That's what parents do. Yeah, so I took a job. Um, I was a waiter. And I saw a chef doing a crudite platter where they, they chopped vegetables. Mm -hmm. And he went to the CIA. And I asked him about it, and he told me where he went to school, and I thought it was cool. 
And I grew up watching, you know, like um, Sarah Child and stuff like that when I was a kid anyway. Okay. Um, okay, Julia Child, excuse me. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, just... Oh, that would eat. Yeah. I, I started off cutting vegetables and stuff and, and you actually had to get a recommendation from somebody that went to the school to get into the school. Wow. That's so very I had to work for him for free for six months for him to give me the write up so I can even go and take the test to get into the school. And by then I'd realized that this was my shot to make my mom happy and be something, yeah. you know, it wasn't gonna be a scientist, but you know You're gonna follow your passion. Yeah, yeah. And then you had me lost for a minute because you said CIA. I was just like, wow, Mike is in the CIA. Yeah. But he's talking about the Culinary Institute people, of America. <laughs> people people joke around about that a lot, you know. Yeah. Sometimes if I just want to let people go with it, I'll just let them go yeah, on believing no, it for, for five out. minutes. Try to figure it out, huh? Yeah. Wow. You know, talking to my sleeve, just like. Right. I totally. You would have me going. Yeah. Um, but looking at the uh, the menu options, you guys have the Wu Tang slider, mm-hmm. the Maduro. I read that it was your flav- favorite because you, you were in the Chapel Hill magazine. They mentioned that. So I don't know if that's still true. If you have other items on the menu that are now so your that's favorite. That's actually my favorite one to plate. Oh, plate. to plate, yeah. not to eat. That's what I yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. That's one of the cool things about like what me and Brett do is mm. we've got things that we like the way they taste and some of the yeah. things we just like the way they look. Oh, wow. You know, some of the things we like the way they cook, okay. you know. So. Tell me more about that, the, the way they cook, because I got the plating, I got the tasting because that's number one in my book, but the way they cook, what do you mean by that? Um, This might be a little, you know, too much, but sometimes I enjoy watching the way that tofu caramelizes in oil. I find okay. that... Cool. Okay. Like we have uh, plancha, which is a big stainless steel, or big steel griddle, mm-hmm. and I get a kick out of pork browning on that thing. You okay. know, versus I don't like cooking chicken on it that much okay. because the chicken doesn't color up as good as pork. I like crispy. A chef's chicken. eye. That's yeah. what it is. So, you know, and that that's pretty. I'm sure Brett can tell you. He's got you know he's got some things he probably likes cooking. Yeah, Mike's better. not playing with the the taste, the plate, and the in yeah. the and the, the cooking. Vision. Yes. And yeah. so Brett Stafford, you know, I met you when we were having some fun downtown Durham. And I was just like, hey Brett, what do you do? He's just like, I work at a restaurant. You know what happened after that, sweetly? She probably fell in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> very close, very close, because I love food. Yeah. <laughs> I did get his number. <laughs> but, Brett, tell us about how you got started being, you know, a sous chef and a um, kitchen manager. Well, I um, I kind of, I grew up with a mom who uh, was, you know, always kind of experimenting, you know, in the kitchen. I would come mm-hmm. home, like, from high school, and, you know, we would eat dinner late because mom worked full-time job, dad worked full-time job, mm-hmm. boys all out, you know, just doing something. Uh, so I get home and I walk in, walk into the kitchen and smell the air, and I was like, "Mom, that smells great. What are you doing?" And she would just usually respond, "I don't know. I'm just making it up as I go along." But then she also had these recipes and things like that that she would do and that you know would become expected dishes, especially around the holidays. Like she makes coffee blonde brownies that everybody dies for, just you know can't get enough of. Yeah, I gave him. Uh, he's giving me the thumbs up. That's uh, because I gave him a. I brought a few over he, over here for to just he- give him as a treat and he seemed to Is enjoy the, them what the blonde brownies mm-hmm, coffee blonde oh coffee, coffee i thought coffee blonde space brownies. oh wow what's your what's your mom's name holly williams okay yeah, tell so. holly i said hi <laughs> holly <laughs> But so that was sort of like, you know, the, and I remember always, even just as a kid, just, you know, kind of watching my mom in the kitchen, you know, obsessively watching like spaghetti boil and things like that. Um, but then I got into restaurants just as, 
a lot of people do just kind of fell into it um, I needed a summer job before I uh, in between semesters of college mm-hmm. I got hired at a restaurant um, just to work the front of the house as a host and a barista and then they um, they invite they asked me to come back the next summer and they moved me on their Sunday brunch to uh, do their to be their um, expo uh, so be in the kitchen just like handling all the you know sh- line of tickets going you know going all the way down to the floor kind of thing um, and then from there it was just you know one other restaurant job you know to another and then I moved to this town and first started working at Pozzo in Southern Village where they hand make all their pizzas you know hand tossed and then um, and that's half the restaurant and then the other half was uh, is up is a bit more fine dining um, Italian inspired cuisine um, very popular spot and while I was working there I ran in I saw a, a friend of mine who was working here at, at uh, Northside at the time said that they were looking for some extra help I was in need of a little extra cash so I came over here met with Mike and he and everything's been working out so far and then after a while he was just kind of Mike said to me it's like can you not work at Pozzo anymore we need you here you, you know you will get you, you know you'll get all the hours you need just please be here oh, more wow. so I and so I was like and Mike's a you know chill, very chill boss and it's a very relaxed kitchen but we do take the food seriously and right. we you know it's passionate but also there's some there's camaraderie and so i was like okay i i'm gonna just uh go over to commit to north side so and just so do it so we're gonna um, what was your calling huh it's yes. it certainly is i mean i guess i've shown that i have a bit of a knack for it yeah. um because when i get i love to just and that was another reason why i like working for mike is that he will let me play around in the kitchen if i'm making something for staff he's just kind of like yeah make them something just you know we got plenty of this use this up you know something that's not on the menu and i just play yeah like the other night i made a kind of for our bartender, I made a, a chick a, a twist on chicken Alfredo that mm-hmm. you know I was just kind of there going like oh we got more of this uh, I can add that too right and uh, threw some like shiitake mushrooms and things like that in there awesome. and the bartender loved it yeah I love it too because Mike is giving you the opportunity to express yourself creativity and so audience you know we're all about that but we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we're gonna come back we'll find out what these gentlemen's favorite dishes are that they like to eat not plate but to eat we'll be right back my name is Jimmy Davies and I'm the owner of the every.black family of websites. I created everyblackentrepreneur.com because we must become entrepreneurs and we have to use technology to level the playing field. We support our members by highlighting them in a weekly email announcement. We create a monthly directory where every member has a full page display. One of the largest advantages of joining the every.black family is the ability to network with all of the other members. We have also partnered with the Truth Network to provide a 10% discount for anyone joining and using the discount code of TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, when signing up. Go to everyblackentrepreneur.com. Click on the sign up button and join today. You can reach us at 919-265-8045. Sign up today and join the movement to achieve economic freedom. Welcome back, audience. This is the hotness and sweetly latest edition of our restaurant magic show. We are here at the Northside District Restaurant in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and we were conversing with Mike and Brett. And before we went to commercial break, we were talking to Brett 
And we want to know, what's up, gentlemen? What's your favorite dish to eat? Because that's all the hotness is really interested in. So my favorite dish to eat is going to be a north side noodle, for sure. I I soup, soup, soup all day, just soup and noodles. I, I live and breathe soup and noodles. I just love soup. Okay, yeah. audience, I'm looking at the menu to see why Mike chose the north side noodles. And I see, what, carnitas? Mm-hmm. Pork. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, these are the options. Carnitas, grilled chicken, marinated tofu. You basically pick a protein. Okay, okay. Rice noodles, fried shallots. Shallots. <laughs> there we go, messing up the language again. And what's this last one? What's what's the last Dylon. one? Dylon. What is that? Um, so we actually um, vary between gylon and Chinese broccoli, but they're both basically greens. Um, okay. I would imagine if uh, spinach and broccoli had a baby. Okay. That's probably what you'd get. It'll be a beautiful baby. Yeah. Because I love spinach. It's, it's bright. It's green. <laughs> it's got some crunch. It's, it's, it's just, it's nourishing. Okay. It's something that you'd want to have in, in, in a bowl of soup. Good, because yeah. I'm a texture person. It's two things that I like with food. It's got to be hot, and I don't mean spicy-wise. I want my plate smoking. I like this. That's her pet peeve, audience. the texture. I just, certain things, certain textures, I'm like, okay, ugh. All right, I like that. And crunch is one of my textures I like, so that's good. I'm going to have to agree with her on that. <laughs> and Brett, what's your favorite dish here? Well, I can say the when I first walked in here, just as a customer before I was even hired, um, the, I, I will agree that the noodles were the f- first thing that I um, that I ordered, and I was like, okay, I'm coming back. Definitely, this is very good. Um, and then, but I will say also, um, I enjoyed. If I'm making something for myself, just real quick. I'm in the middle of a shift, and I'm hungry. I'll you know I'll make a taco. You know, very wow. they're very simple, but you we have like the hot sauces that you can make them as spicy or as you know jazz them up however you want. So we keep them simple like that. Okay. Um, but also, uh, but so I'm I'm just gonna keep talking. Um, yeah. The mac, if you know when when you're when I'm starving, like really hungry, I I'll I'll break away from like you know diet or anything and just eat some of the mac and cheese because it's and it's one of our most popular dishes oh well tell us more how this was an accident because audience it's mac and cheese and it has the macaroni rosemary cheddar sauce garlicky we do a little tongue-in-cheek with the names if if, if possible we like to play around with that because i'm a g right yeah we we don't want to be taken too seriously so we just kind of joke around with the names but what i mean by accident is just i didn't think it was going to sell I, I, I thought, like, you know, because I'm from New York, it's not really, you don't get too much mac and cheese. You're in the southern world, you yeah, know, they pizza, love the mac and Chinese cheese. Chinese food, stuff like that, you know, so I, I didn't know it really at all, and I think it was Dave, actually. He was like, what do you think about, you know, mac and cheese? And I was like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I can't well, believe you said that. Yeah, but he's like, you know, give it a shot. So I kind of reverse engineered it. I was like, all right, we got pasta and we got cheese, and I guess I'm going to need a cream sauce. So what we did is we make a bechamel ourselves in house. We make our own flour, oil, but oh, wow. we use cream. We don't use milk. And I want to say that again oh. so everyone hears we use heavy cream. We yes. don't use milk. Yes. So it comes out very luxurious, very, Ooh. and we measure cheese with a handful. Oh, wow. So if you have Travis cooking back there, he's a big guy. If Travis is cooking, <laughs> you're going to get... Oh my and we goodness. have it this way on purpose because wow. I, I like to have a little bit of personality yeah. 
who's cooking who's bartending you know like i i know the goal is consistency and we're not breaking a mold it's not like it's two different mac and cheeses you mm-hmm. know what i mean so don't think that if it's you call traditional yeah you're gonna get relatively the same thing but mm-hmm. i'd be lying if i didn't say there was a little bit of brett in a plate or a little bit of travis on a plate and that's that's why we have and we don't mind that yeah. right we can no, have no, brett no. travis yeah. and travis mike and mike we could do that <laughs> we're okay with that we're yeah, not a the, the mac and cheese is actually not only us but it's probably one of the the things we're known for if i ever meet anyone on the street and they're like oh you know where do you cook or you're on north side in the first day oh mac and cheese okay so it's actually that's pretty much like one of the things that we one of your main signature dishes yeah uh, accidentally so north side district is slash mac and cheese (laughs) it's for, for the 2019 it's looking that way Wow, yeah. we're going to yeah. have to get a huge bowl, Sweetly, and just go swimming in it. Can't we you we see tried that? to take it off, you know, the menu a few times just because we, we considered maybe it was boring and just mac and cheese. But every time we pull it off, you know, where's the mac and cheese? Customers were like, so we, we want it. We've given up. Your lives were in danger of yeah, a mac and we're, cheese, we're mac right? and cheese for life at this point. <laughs> awesome. Well, I had a question because, you know, I, I watch Food Network and I watch all this food stuff on TV. And when I heard we were interviewing sous chefs and and kitchen managers and things like that i want to know do you guys really talk bad and swear at each other like they do on the tv and the food network <laughs> like, what a hell's kitchen i'm scared of that dude <laughs> yeah what's the kitchen life back no, that we I, don't I actually um i I don't know how to put this. I I, I do the opposite of that on on purpose, actually. Yeah, I've been through quite a lot of that. I've cooked for worse than him. So it is true. Oh, oh yeah. It's it's very true. Wow. Yeah. um, Yeah. But it's... You ever have that best friend where you tell him you love him by making fun of him? Yes. That's me and you. Does, does that make sense? I didn't, I didn't know that until I don't. Now. I don't mean like actually hurting their feelings, but I, I just mean like that's just the way you communicate. Yeah. You know, like, hey, right. look, look at this idiot, but yeah. me lost your best friend, you know? So that's kind of like what it is. It's kind of like maybe the military, okay. you know? It's just... Uh. Okay, it's, that makes sense. Yeah, like the, the, after it's just hugs and beers. Yeah, basic but, training. You got to get that tough. Yeah, love like up there's front. time. Look, I'm his boss, yeah. technically, right? Like I'm his boss. Sometimes I'll come in and mm-hmm. he's not in a good mood, mm-hmm. and I'll give him his space. Right. I could pull the chef card. Oh, you know, why aren't you, you know, happy yada yada? But maybe Brett had a bad day. Maybe mm-hmm. Brett mm-hmm. burned his breakfast in the morning when he was cooking. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, so I I kind of let people have their mood and stuff like yeah. that, and I try and not be one of those angry chefs for lack of a better yeah mike seems like a nice cool chef what do you think sweetly i think he's awesome but i'm learning now it's not even more or less about how they cook together but how they work together i guess it's a personality thing you have to fit personality wise as well yeah there's i mean i i've i've also worked you know in enough in enough kitchens at this point to tell you that you know the way you know you see on food network yeah that that does exist here it's not so much it is like like mike said just you know it's you know we might be throwing jabs at each other but it's all in good fun and we also can and he and i do like you know when we're when we're back there together and we're cooking um we're pretty much in sync and it doesn't it doesn't even have to be said like you know he'll be like a, there was a couple of times where he's like you know brett i need and i'm already got it in my hand being like all right here you go like a marriage yeah. 
teamwork. Yeah. And we you know, so we I like you know we hear a timer go off, something's in the oven. You know, I even though I may have put it in or he put it in the oven, I'm just kind of like yeah, I know what that is. You know, it, and yeah. so yeah, it's all about like you know I I would say like you know finding you know the people for a kitchen to work, you gotta you know have the right the right kind of personalities with each other because if you got two yeah. high strung personalities going against you each know, other actually we me and brett have actually just reached the point where we stopped talking you know like when we're working now all you level. hear you hear plates you hear doors closing um you hear the ticket machine go off but we don't talk much because we kind of know each other's you know movements um it's, it's more like um a cross between the military and ballet uh-huh. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. we we like that audience. They are fine tuned. Yeah, so when we come back, we are just going to get more information from them to see if they have any advice for any other in- individuals who want to be chefs. So we'll be right back. Cool. Where did you get it? I got it from TeamJesusClothing.com. Really? I like the messaging and the colors. They're so vibrant. Yes, TeamJesusClothing.com has a lot of t-shirts and hoodies with encouraging messages. They have styles for both men and women. Wow, thanks for letting me know. I'm going to TeamJesusClothing.com to place my order now. Yes, definitely go to TeamJesusClothing.com and be sure to check out my favorite shirt designs, Team Jesus and Won't He Do It. I can't wait. TeamJesusClothing.com, here I come. Welcome back, audience. This is the hotness. And sweetly. We are here with Brett and Mike, Northside District Restaurant in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And before we went to commercial break, I was picking their brains to see if they had any... Can I just say one thing? No. Flash mac and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I said no. (laughs) But Brett, do you have any advice for any people or any person who wants to um, think about being a chef? Like... What would you tell someone? Uh, I guess the, if the humble advice that I would have to give, because I'm, you know, I just turned 30, so there's a lot of people, like people with so much more experience than me, that would be kind of that would offer much better advice. But what I would say is, um, if you're if you're really into it, get into it soon, because I'm still way behind the curve on like you know not on like knowledge of like what is this french word mean in terms of like you know a, a style of cooking mm-hmm. or all and so i'm there's a lot more that i that i that i can learn so go find uh, find someone who's working in the industry and you know just you know follow shadow just do whatever you can to learn what you can if you really are into it um and then you know just kind of be always on the lookout for like you know where do you want to work what kind of people do you want to be surrounded by do you want a Gordon Ramsay who's gonna you know put you know put the flame to your butt like all day every day or are you trying to find a place where it's like you can experiment it's relaxed it's like you know if you mess up it's not the wor- it's not the end of the world you can because I came into this job pretty high strung and I've you know and I still have those days where I'm kind of because I've worked under those chefs where it's like get it right or get out right and so uh, that's my advice you know know which kind of chef you want to work for are you trying to work in the you know five star michelin you know guidebook you know type type chefs they you know they're going to come at you hard if you even manage to get a job with them so just know what you're looking for and what you want to get out of it great advice mike yeah yeah, for sure um i guess probably first thing you want to do is decide you want to know the difference between a career and a job you know, you can have cooking as a job where, you know, if you're like 
what you Brett's an actor. If acting doesn't work out, Brett can always pick up a knife. You know, so that that's in a good way, audience. Right. That, that's, that's, <laughs> you know, that's Brett's job. Yeah. Now, if you know tomorrow acting falls through for some reason, mm-hmm. Brett can still turn cooking into career. You know, so if you wanted to use cooking as a job, then you know take it seriously, but. It, just learn like with experience learn working at restaurants you don't really have to do the school route and stuff like that you could pretty much pick up everything as long as you have a good chef that's willing to teach you mm-hmm. you could pick up almost everything you need to know initially to get a grasp in probably I'd say two two years you know um, however if you want to be career and you have no aspirations to do anything else in life but cook mm-hmm. that is all you ever want to do and you cannot see yourself doing anything else then I would recommend a little schooling you know okay. because the way I call them lifers okay you know I am one I, I I have no aspiration to do anything else but cook until the end of my days that's all I ever want to do yeah yeah that's why I went to school because I made you know that decision I don't know if it's a good decision maybe you come interview me when I'm 60 mm-hmm. you know maybe I won't have the same thing to say but um my advice would just be be dedicated and, and and have a notepad you know I can't tell you how awesome it is to tell somebody something and have them write it down yeah you know that's I, just I still reference my notepads from 10 years ago wow. every now and then you know I didn't mention this but when I moved down here I taught cooking classes oh wow okay um, for a few years at Earth Fair cooking Academy and stuff like that okay. and um you know it really taught me just how good home cooks can be you know I'm good man. Yeah. yeah and I guess what my point is you know it wouldn't be much of a leap to go from a home cook to a professional cook mm-hmm. but when you want to get to you know chef them or whatever you want to call them you're running the show and stuff like that um, you really have to decide w- whether you're going to make that your one thing you know okay. it's kind of like a girlfriend it, or a wife I should say mm-hmm. there can't be a mistress right you know if you're, if you're all really all in yeah yeah or don't be all in you know what i mean and do what brett does which is be extremely professional when you're in the kitchen and extremely professional when you're on the camera right you know and sooner or later life will make that choice for him make it happen and and tell the audience how they could find out more information about the north side district restaurant and you guys on facebook or twitter uh, i actually think we have a website it's northsidedistrict.com okay Um, you can check out the website we also have um, a Facebook page, you know, the Northside District. And, um, yeah, we're open seven days a week till till 2 a.m. And uh, But right right now, the easiest way for you to hear hear about us and experience us um, with our with way things have been going is just all you got to do is be in downtown Chapel Hill, whether it's for, a con- for like, you know, a night of music or a UNC basketball game, whatever you're here for. If you're out late enough and you get hungry, you ask around, people will tell you Northside District. They got, they're still open, and the food is there. You know. Wonderful. Well, audience, we have had a wonderful time talking with Mike and Brett, and learned a lot. So listen, you guys, take heed to what they're telling you, so you can become the chef that you want to be. So this has been Sweet Leander Hotness checking out what the chef's life. Thank you, ladies. Is all about. <laughs> Bye.
Welcome back, audience. This is The Hotness and Sweetly. We are following up on our interview, and we like to call this section On the Back Burner because we're just still checking in with our previous interviewee, just trying to get a little bit more information, doing a deeper dive with the chefs and their knowledge. And so we have Brett Stafford of the Northside District. He is the kitchen manager and the sous chef. And so Brett Sweetly had some additional questions that she wanted to ask you because um, after our interview with you and Mike, I mean, our heads are spinning because we are just like, what, thinking that we can be chefs too, Sweetly? That's what we were told. <laughs> so, And they're even going to let us come play in their kitchen. So I'm really excited about that. But Brett, what I wanted to ask you was two things. First, can you explain what a sous chef is and does? And the other one, how do you come up with the plating, the beautiful... Um, art uh, is it like oh well you know let's is it already designed in your mind or does it come as you're putting the food on the plate well um, as far as the sous chef that literally means under chef um, and it's it's basically you're and when the in much more um, formal dining um, situations or kitchens we're pretty we keep it pretty loose here at Northside it's very casual in the kitchen but um, when, as Mike put it, when he promoted me to to the position, he said uh, to me and in front of the other kitchen staff that was like, if I'm not here or if Dave, Dave Chong, our other owner, if we're not here, then Brett, the kitchen is your show. You're in charge. So nice. when he's so, and I've gotten to that point now where when he's not here or he doesn't need to be here, I'm just like, no, I'll be texting him or calling him, and he, I, he's like, do you need me to come in? I'm like, no, I got this. You know, I got the, you know, I got the pork bellies here. I've got the pork butt here. I've got the chicken. It's marinating. It's all good. I, because I know now, the recipes, the cook times and temperatures. So it's basically I just need to be the guy who can take over when our head chef can't be here the right hand man yeah exactly yeah and brett he's totally the right hand man because he's getting things done when like you know he's the point person to be going to when you know things are not you know running smooth i guess in the kitchen that's what a manager does (laughs) (laughs) yes the kitchen manager so um brett what has been the most challenging thing for you as you've developed into a kitchen manager and sous chef like what's the most challenging thing oh i suppose the most challenging thing is just um it's really just you know understanding time maintenance you know time maintenance is you know knowing what you know when i walk in the door i immediately pull down this clipboard with a list of everything that's in the kitchen. I go around and I'm either putting a check by it or I'm making a list of what needs to be done and things and I'll put either things in just standard writing or I'll put a question mark by it which means like if I can get to it yeah. and so w- when anybody else comes in I'm like anything with a question mark if you've got time do it but we probably don't have to kind of thing. So you're prioritizing. Yeah prioritizing you know what's right. first what's next because you know I get to the end of my day I want to go home you know just like anybody else but you know so if I've got a whole pork butt in the in the oven I like I don't want to start that too late because that means I got to stay late and get it out and you know and you know shred shred it up so that it's ready to be served um so yeah that's the that's been the biggest challenge I've gotten a lot better than where I was um but even to this day, I still have, find myself kind of going, oh, darn, I should have, you know, started that 30 minutes ago instead of doing it now. Yeah, no one's perfect, but, you know, you're awfully close. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't answer the second part of my question about oh, your sorry. plating. Oh, sorry, yes, the plating. Um, well, for me, it's always been, um, 
usually I've been shown but then um, on a couple dishes here like our Maduro which is fried plantains lightly salted with um, some cilantro and mint uh, on top and um, some of our homemade Maduro citrus chili uh, sauce uh, to, for dipping on the plate I just kind of looked at it after making it a few times and decided that I was going to plate it you know in a certain way just to make you know to jazz it up and make it look more presentable okay. but I also there are some things that you know just you know that you don't need to plate it fancy like the mac and cheese how fancy can you make it make that look? Exactly. So, we're gonna eat it anyway. Yeah. If, and at the end, of, at the end of the day, this is not a you know we're not a you know you know we're not a black tie you know kind of sit down place. We're, so people come in here because they're hungry and they want the food. So I don't I don't try not to stress about it too much. But when it's stuff like our Wu Tang slider, it's a staple here. I always want that to look be looking nice. Okay. Okay. And I got another question. Sweetly, oh. you have so many questions. No, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll let you ask Brett the question. I have a question too, though. I know. Okay. Look, when I'm at home and I plate, I put my starch here, my vegetable there, and my meat there. But when I come to restaurants, I see things stacked instead. Like I have been to a fine dining and I've even been to a casual restaurant as yourself. But it would be like the maybe the starch and then the vegetable and then the meat on top or vice versa like as you're getting ready to to put it in a pan or like or no, just No, it came out in my plate like that. Oh. Stacked okay. instead of, you know, Separate. side by side. Oh, like I see what you, you mean. Yes. Yeah. Is, is that something that's, you know, is it bougie or is it just something you do or who thought of that the stacking thing? Not that I don't mind it. She minds it or you wouldn't have brought it up. I really don't because I'm not one of those persons that oh, say, "Ooh, this can't touch that," because I'm uh, I'm picking up everything mm. on my fork anyway. So you already just did it for me. Okay. Well, but I didn't know how that came about. Well, I certainly don't know like the origin story, but I can okay. tell you that um, when we, you know, like I mentioned, the Wu Tang slider, it is a stacked thing. It's you know, bun, it goes bun, our homemade pickles, and then and then the pork belly, and then the homemade slaw. And then scallions, and then and then our homemade chili oil on top, spicy chili oil, and then bun again. That's how it's stacked because um, because one it's it looks the best when it's like that. It holds oh, together the best when presentation presentation and also just um, I don't know what you, what to call it exactly, but just the physics of eating it. That's like the way to keep it all together okay. and so that it doesn't slip and slide. And, but at the same time, each bite gets every, every flavor. Mm. So that's I think I think to answer your question more directly, that's why I would where the stacking style comes from is if they want you to take your fork and just come down and get ev everything you want, or they may deliberately put things on the side because it's like maybe you don't want this mixing with that. Maybe you want. I've been to places that do it both. So. Okay. Okay. And what? Okay. That was that was a fair question. <laughs> no penalty. <laughs> so Brett, when I uh, met you, you had mentioned that the Northside Districts. We didn't even get a chance to talk about this, but you guys have what Trivia Tuesdays. Yes, we do. You guys have karaoke. I don't know if you know this, but the hotness. What? What do I do? Karaoke. Sing. <laughs> okay, she, she said. y'all. She said that with a slight attitude because um, she claims I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But don't listen to her audience. <laughs> but the most important thing you said, you guys did something with Game of Thrones. Like you guys have a Game of Thrones night. Oh yeah, we um when the right now you know 2018 as any Game of Thrones fan knows has been you know the 
the year of pining um, because we're waiting for it to come back. Um, but 2019, it is starting up again, and I believe we have full intention of showing Game of Thrones on our big screen projectors. Um, both um, We usually do it outdoors with full sound because maybe the people inside aren't fans, so we, okay. uh, we don't overwhelm anybody who doesn't want to watch it. Um, but we have open up our outdoor patio, which it has a pretty extensive seating, especially f um, for this town. Um, and we put it on, we put projector screen with sound, and people sit out there, they order their food. We try, but I'm not going to promise, we try to have a special going along with the episodes. Okay. Um, and people come, they watch, they eat, and uh, everybody has a great time doing it. And afterwards, people usually stick around for a solid hour or more just... Wow talking about that episode and the previous episode yes, and we, yes. we sit out there and we have our beer our wine or your liquor whatever you want and and we just and everybody and we just out are out there have full bellies having a good time talking about the popular Snow, show yeah. yep. everything yeah i, I mean and it's and it's a fun atmosphere because people are also like you know it's kind of like you know it's like watching a, almost like watching a sporting event with your friends because people aren't afraid to just start shouting or be like, yeah. no, yeah, no. yeah. We've so it's like a family bar, you know, mm. that you go to back in the day. I'm from Boston, so I could say it's kind of like Cheers, mm. <laughs> yep. except Cheers are watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, audience, we're going to take a break, and they are bringing food out, and so we're going to come back and we're going to give you guys a blow-by-blow -blow account of what is happening with this delicious food after Sweetly and I just we're going to inhale it. Mm. So thank you, Brett, so You're much. Welcome. We'll be right back, audience. When will I get married? Waiting can never be easy. Whether it's waiting on a taxi or a job promotion, it can be difficult. When it comes to waiting on Mr. Right, AKA Boaz, it becomes even more challenging to wait while you're single. In this lighthearted book, where's Boaz? I don't know, I'm tired of kissing frogs too. Best-selling author, Nevada York, offer suggestions based on the Bible's great love story of Ruth and Boaz and from her own experience of waiting on God. You will learn the attributes of Ruth and use the Ruth reality chart to do a self-check on your own attributes. Nevada also shares the 10-step plan that Ruth followed to win her Boaz. Obedience and being a blessing plays a key role. Trust the Lord and his timing. Make your season of singleness Ruth-defining. Order Nevada York's latest book, Where's Boaz? I don't know. I'm tired of kissing frogs too. Available on Amazon.com in paperback and Kindle. Welcome back, audience. We are here at the Northside District, and Sweetly and I, we are just filling our bellies with some yummy food. Okay, we have the Northside noodles. Mm, delicious. I had fried katinas. Am I pronouncing Carnitas. Carnitas yep. in mine. And it is just, remember I was talking about texture of food? Everything is on point. The um, vegetables are crunchy. The carnitas is fried to perfection. My noodles and the seasoning. I didn't even have to look for the pepper or salt. It is just, everything is on point here. Yeah, and it came out piping hot just the way you like it. Y'all know I like hot food. Yeah. <laughs> And we had the mac and cheese, and it was just delicious. I mean, there's like, I, I, I told you guys I was going to go swimming in the mac and cheese. And I, and I tried doing that. And we had the uh, the plantains. Plantains, awesome. Wonderful. And um, head chef Mike Croc yes. has yes. 
so graciously come back to chat with us as we just <laughs> wolf down all his food. But um, tell us a little bit more about your journey becoming a head chef because um, I think we had asked Brett, like, what's the most challenging thing you had to experience getting to be where you are? Um, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Probably the most challenging thing to get where I am now is confidence. Um, you know, building it, getting to the point where it's it's daunting. It was scary. Like you know, it, this is how it goes. Somebody approaches you and says they want to open a restaurant. You think about it. And, and, and you say, okay, I'll do it, right? And you get the capital together and you, you give your life savings away to the bank and you get your restaurant going and then you wake up in bed and you realize that everything you have is, is here and, you know, it's kind of like a realization. And um, if I hadn't spent the last 20 some odd years, you know, on my journey, I wouldn't have had, you know, the confidence to, to really do this. And it was really, really scary in the beginning. And, if it wasn't for my mom and all the chefs, everyone who built me up, you know, I probably wouldn't have had the confidence to uh, to do this every day. You know, seven days a week is, um, you know, it's, it's a lot to keep on top of, you know. And granted, I don't step in the kitchen every single day of the seven days. Maybe every now and then I'll, you know, take a Sunday off or whatever. Um, but it really just was hard to... Um, get to the point where I was confident enough to put my name on a menu, you know, meet with people like you. You know, it, it, it took a long time just to build up the confidence to be able to, to do something like this, you know, on, on my own. I think if I had tried to do this 10 years ago, I think I probably would have failed because if you don't have it in you, I mean, you guys, I believe, are actors, right? Actresses? Yep. Yeah, so when you're on that stage, there's no one with you. It's just, no, it's just it's just you, and you. and you have to have that that confidence. And I'm gonna guess that that confidence probably grew after, t right? Yeah. After after a while, it's yeah. nerve it's nerve wracking. Yeah. And you yeah. gotta step out on faith. Yeah. And you're right. It's by you by you're by yourself. Yeah. But for you to have this awesome menu of your own creations and just put it all out there, and then have people to come in and eat your food. I've been planning this since forever. Like I I always secretly kind of knew that I would someday have a restaurant or just make use of this like I would hang out with my friends grandparents and okay. watch them cook and learn their recipes you know like yeah. shout to Jose's grandmother shout to Big Mike's grandmother right. you know shout to Sal shout to my grandmother you know my grandfather I mean you commented that the soup was hot right yes. that comes from my grandfather my grandfather was notorious for returning coffee or soup yes. if it wasn't hot he wasn't having it <laughs> so That's now me. at my house we call it grandpa hot yes. it means that if you're not burning your mouth you got gypped you gotta get it take yeah. it back I totally agree yeah. with you on that. You know, and, and if there's one thing I could say overall is that I want this place to taste like somebody's grandmother fixed it. Yes. To but me, that's that's tastes like part of my French. Somebody gives it, you know. Right. Somebody cares. Yeah. yeah, and that and you've and you've done it successfully Thank based you. on you know what we've tasted, right, sweetly. Yeah. Mm mm, good. <laughs> She's just been like throwing down. I'm I've been smiling too much right now. <laughs> <laughs> she's full, she's happy, and she's just loving everything that Mike, Head Chef Mike, has been bringing out. So we thank you so much for your time and, um, you know, everything that you guys have done. And um, what can you share about um, the environment of Chapel Hill? Because you said something about um, 
you guys use quality ingredients. Yeah. And I bet here in Chapel Hill that is so important. <laughs> It, it, it is. It is. Um, so we do not, you know, go to farmers markets uh, religiously. So I'm not gonna lie. You know, there are places you can go where you can hand select, you know, your vegetables, hand select your fish. I have them um, delivered by a company that comes out of the Raleigh um, farmers market. So they drop everything on the cutting board, and I get to inspect it when it's delivered. If I don't like it, I send it back. If I do, I'll keep it. But most of the magic relies in technique, you know? Um, You really, in my opinion, should be able to take even subpar ingredients and turn it into magic if you know what you're doing. And to be honest, that is how cooking became cooking. It came from necessity. It came with, oh, we only have a little hot sauce, some old cornbread and some leftover, you know, spinach. And next thing you know, a few eggs, you have a quiche. Mama makes a meal. Exactly, exactly. You know, so we use very, you know, we use good ingredients as quality as we can get. We handpick, you know, or hand select everything that we can get our hands on. But it really relies in just technique and caring, keeping things clean. This is a very old restaurant. We only have between a 99 and 100 health score for the last four years. Hey. And in a, in a building this old, that's something to be that's proud of. That's miraculous. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, because I'm always looking at the, the score when I yeah. go into a restaurant. Oh, the first yeah. thing I look at. <laughs> and I, I don't want to take a second to thank, I don't know if he's going to hear this, my partner Dave Chong, who is by far the the spine the the backbone that holds this place up he is he's just a, a hammer he's an he's just a, he's awesome and um i just want to say that so, yeah. shout out to dave chong we thank you for your yeah. vision and bringing mike crock in and just you know becoming a great awesome partnership in producing yeah. the north side district and, and as restaurant. far as chapel hill goes it's an awesome neighborhood I know everyone thinks it's about basketball and college and stuff, which it is, but <laughs> once you get a little further this way, towards the north side, even towards Carborough, you really start to realize that this town, you know, it, it's not Durham, it's not Raleigh, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get into what those towns are or aren't, I'm just speaking for Chapel Hill, it's just a really awesome place, and I was skeptical about moving out here from leaving Brooklyn. I have almost no regrets. Everyone I've met out here has been a complete gem. And if anyone in Brooklyn is hearing this and you're thinking about moving to North Carolina, do it, do it, do it. Come to Chapel Hill. Don't look back. Come to Chapel Hill. It's okay. And, And if you miss the food, you can come to the Northside District. Because Mike is taking care of you. That's right. He's putting Grandma it. style. <laughs> Grandma style. That's awesome. So look, you got it all in one. You got Mike here, and you got real Southern hospitality. Right. And because it is a very nice open restaurant. Um, Brett was mentioning the Tuesday trivia yep. audience. You probably hear it in the background. Yep. Tuesday trivia. The uh, what? Early Oki? Karaoke yes. was really popular. And then um, Dave Chong decided to, on an idea to do Early Oki. Yeah, what is that? In my opinion, it's genius. Um, Tell it's us basically more. karaoke that starts early, and what happens is parents bring their kids. Wait, how early are we talking? I think it's about six o'clock, oh, maybe six thirty, no. something like that. You oh. know, right work, just enough time to get home, grab your kids, come out here, and then you got the kids are having a blast, eating French fries, singing songs. Okay, the parents okay. have their phones out, taking videos, sipping on ah. a wine after work. Okay. They go home, full belly, sleepy kids. 
everyone go good memories okay i mean it's okay that is nice that is nice it's a genius yeah it's, that's <laughs> i like why it i, I like it, that. it yeah. in, in my opinion it's a win 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 all right because you know yeah. you have those kids who just like want to get up on stage and yeah just, you know sing their hearts and out. some of these kids can can belt it out let me tell you i'll be in the kitchen i'll turn the radio off they, they hear them? Yeah, they're, some of them are not bad. Talent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when when does the adult karaoke start? So I think that starts at eight o'clock. Okay. Um, although I mean it's kind of just on, so like if people. That's when we'll send you home. Yeah. <laughs> but the adult karaoke is is just it, it's pretty cool. Cause you know I loved karaoke. Do Sweetly you? doesn't let me sing. Um, she she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't because she doesn't like my voice audience but you know what well that's kind of the point of karaoke though you just got to get up there and do it well i'll tell you a story and how this really all started um there used to be a bar in raleigh uh, off of capitol called champions hotness and i went in there one night and she goes we're gonna sing and i said no we're not (laughs) and i had i wasn't drinking and i was like no we're not gonna do that so anyway all of a sudden i hear this lady say the hotness and sweetly are coming up next (laughs) i looked at her i have to say that already sounds kind of famous (laughs) thank you mike thank you see i had a vision yeah she said we're gonna sing "It's Raining Men." I love "It's Raining and Men." That's how the hotness and sweetly began. <laughs> and now it's raining food. <laughs> yes, even better. Gosh, <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you, Mike, so much for your time. I mean, we were just so honored. It's um, been a pleasure to be here. It has. And um, share again with the audience how they can find out more information about the Northside District Restaurant. Um. Well, we're we're not hard to find. That's for sure. We're 403 West Rosemary and Chapel Hill, and we are open. From 5 p.m. to 2 2 a.m., seven days a week. We cook till 2 a.m. So, this is an after party. That that says a lot right there. Um, Yeah. And also, you can hit us on on Facebook at um, the Northside District, or you can website us at www.thenorthsidedistrict.com. So, basically, just Google the Northside District and you'll find us. Ask for the Wu Tang slider. Yes. And again, it's been a pleasure. This is the on the back burner checking out what chef's mic life is all about (laughs) thank you thank you